welcome to Echo Zoe Radio. I'm your host, Andy Olson, proprietor of EchoZoe.com. Thanks for listening today. This is episode 32 for December 2010. This month, my guest is Carla Tadler. Carla is a stay-at-home mother of five and has been working on a ministry that she started on Facebook and is in the process of moving to an independent website. The Facebook page is Identifying False Teaching in Christian Bookstores, and the website is The Berean Library at thebereanlibrary.com. The purpose of her ministry is to examine the teachings that are contained in the books sold at Christian bookstores and to expose heresy and falsehood. Welcome, Carla. It's uh, such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Andy. I've been really looking forward to getting together with you and and talking about uh, what's going on with the Berean Library. Yeah, this is a... something we've been talking about for a few months now and uh, certainly a topic I've been looking forward to discussing with you and it's been something that we've been working on kind of together in a way for for a while and uh, certainly an interesting subject in my opinion. That's right that's right Andy we've been gearing up for this and you know I just want to personally thank you and uh, take the time right now to uh, let you know again how much I've appreciated your assistance in this um, you know, first uh, talking about doing the podcast uh, really got this thing going uh, because it was not yet an official website. It was still just a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and I had been wanting to do this and uh, seeing how limiting Facebook is. There's no search box there. And um, Well, let's also, talk a little bit Facebook, about that. Let's, your, yeah. Uh, your, the ministry is uh, the Berean Library. And mm-hmm. you got your start on Facebook. Um, you've been on there for uh, quite a while right. now. Right, since last March. Uh-huh. Uh, March of 2009? Uh, March, March 8, 2010. Okay, okay. Started the group, yep. Mm-hmm. And you and I met uh, towards the end of June. You were in town uh, here in the Twin Cities for a Justin Peters conference. That's and, right, uh, yes. People listening will remember that because... Uh, I also interviewed Justin Peters while you were in town. Uh, what an amazing opportunity. It, it was amazing uh, to meet Justin and the crew from SO4J, Martha mm-hmm. Mack, and Rick Wagner, and Sandy Russell, and uh, got to meet you as well. And um, Yeah, I was really surprised when Martha introduced us that um, <laughs> that you had heard of me, I guess, uh, yes. all the way down there in Texas. I just kind of assumed that my listeners, for the most part, go to church with me, and so it's uh, right. it's always um, it's it's always a, a huge joy and a, such a pleasure to hear of people outside of Minnesota that are uh, tuning into the show and enjoy it and uh, enough that they listen more than once. Uh, I, so not just for you, Carla, but for all those people that are outside of Minnesota that I don't know personally. I I, I just want to thank you all, thank everyone so much for. For uh, your, your support on the show, and every so often I get a an email uh, for uh, an alert for a sign up because I you know I have the email alert system that where I send mm-hmm. out an email for new episodes, and every once in a while it, it's so much fun to to see someone sign up and and they're from uh, Florida or they're from British Columbia or mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Alabama or whatnot. It's that it's such a joy to me to see that. It it was amazing. I think I came across your podcast. A week and a half prior to uh, coming up to Twin City Fellowship, and uh, I was looking for uh, a topic on uh, Calvinism, mm-hmm. and I had been on iTunes, and this one uh, popped up with Phil Johnson, and I just clicked on there and 
started listening to that, and I ended up posting it on my on my personal Facebook page. And I had some comments on there about wow, this is great, you know, and and um, and so here we here we are up at Twin City Fellowship. <laughs> you and never thought Martha when you found that one that you'd be a, a guest. Yeah, and she says Andy Olson and starts to tell me about Echo Zoe, and I'm like, <laughs> no way! I just I just literally saw this podcast from Andy like ten days ago, you know, and. So not only was I meeting, you know, Martha from SO4J, uh, who I had met online, found mm-hmm. her ministry um, last uh, November of '09, and, uh, you know, had come across your podcast, uh, um, just getting so familiar with Justin Peters' ministry as well, and, and then getting to meet you all. It, it just was amazing, and mm-hmm. I was so excited. I mean, you just, you know, when things like that happen, that's you just know, I mean, God is working something special here. Something's going on. This mm-hmm. is He's going to use this for something. He's going to use this. And then, you know, here you come along, and then, you know, we start talking about doing a podcast, and and the next thing I know, we're working on this this website together, and yep, with all yep. of your computer expertise, which I have none, <laughs> um, you you walked me through this, even let me, um, you know, kind of have this temporary site on Echozoe just to kind of get it's the hang of WordPress, and, you know. <laughs> and uh, and just kind of you know work on this thing before we you know officially launched it. It it, it. it was totally an answer to prayer and something that the Facebook group so needed. Uh, there's like over 450 books in the in the photos tab now, and to try to go through and find these things, you you literally have to kind of flip through the pages, and it's really a slow process. So um, to get a search box was so important <laughs> to just help facilitate people and in, in mm-hmm. researching these authors and trying to find these books. So, um, yeah, Facebook really isn't uh, constructed for uh, for ministry right. for, for the type of thing yeah. that you're doing, and it really <laughs> it, so much better suited to a website. But they exactly, exactly. they complement each other really well, though, because you can post the material on the website, but yet have the discussions mm-hmm. that you're so used to can continue it, over at Facebook. Kinda, yeah, it's just sort of coming together, and it just really grew so much that it, it, it needed its own place, um, mm-hmm. needed its own website, and so, yeah, we kind of go back and forth, use both places, and, um, you know, there's there's discussion back at the Facebook group. Um, it's called Identifying False Teaching in Christian Bookstores is the name of the group, um, and uh, but the website is thebereanlibrary.com. And, and, um, and I was just going to go there with uh, mm-hmm. the title gives uh, much of what we're going to talk about. But mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. the the point of your ministry, we you know we we mentioned that it's on Facebook and it's on a website. But the point of the ministry is that you will give you'll post reviews on books that uh, are by quote unquote Christian authors that mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. have questionable theology. Exactly. So it's really a discernment ministry, is what it is. I guess you could say that. Yeah, it's it's kind of turning out to be that way. <laughs> <laughs> just you know, um, just trying to help you know my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, particularly those who are not as discerning, who may be new in the faith, and um, like myself, walking into Christian bookstores thinking that everything in there is Christian, it's biblical, it's sound. It, it's mm-hmm. it's I'm a Christian, so it's for me. This mm-hmm. is a store for me. It's a Christian bookstore, so. I'm going to go in there and look around and, you know, buy some things to help me be a Christian and to grow in my faith. And what's happening is, um, you know, people with without discernment um, who have not uh, learned that in the faith yet um, are, are turning to things that are actually very dangerous. Um, they're, they're heretical, either outright 
rankly heretical, or uh, there are things that are in there that are more subtle mm-hmm. um, and 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 that are a little harder uh, to catch and to identify. So. Um, hopefully, um, this ministry and, and many other, there are many other excellent ministries that have helped me along the way, and I, I actually list quite a few of those in the, the left column under Good Fruit Ministries uh, that help me personally. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, uh, and that's what it's all about, is, is helping the brethren. Um, and this is definitely not a website for people who are looking to get their ears tickled. Um, this is going to be, you know, the truth of God's Word. Um, we're wanting to glorify Him and to stand for His truth. Um, we are wanting to um, help people to realize what being a good Berean means. A lot of people aren't even sure what how to even pronounce uh, the word Berean. Mm-hmm. We, we hear a Berean or, <laughs> you know, it's just something that, that they're not familiar with, but it's found in Acts chapter 17, and, you know, these were the people um, that were examining Paul and Silas when they were coming um, with uh, good sound doctrine um, to teach the Bereans, and and uh, they wanted to make sure that what Paul and Silas was teaching them was true, and so they did that by using the scripture of the Old Testament. And, um, you know, that's uh, being a serious student of God's Word, and, and that's what we are called to be. And we're called to be workmen um, of His Word. You know, I've had people tell me um, in discussion that, uh, well, you know, they're not a pastor, so they, they're not expected to, to really know the Word of God like a pastor would know the Word of God. And, you know, there's some, there's some understanding to that, of course. I mean, not, not all of us uh, get, you know, theological <laughs> educations. Um, and, and nor is that expected, and nor does everyone have that type of spiritual gift as given by the Lord, but we are definitely called to be like a good Berean um, and to follow that example, and we are to be uh, workmen, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, accurately handling the, the Word of God to be approved to God. And um, so uh, to be a serious student of the Bible is, is definitely what every believer um, is called to do. And well, it's so, ironic because a lot of these people uh, that you write about on your blog and the that are writing these books that, that we would consider to be bad teaching at best and heresy at worst uh-huh. are, in fact, pastors. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. you're being criticized for not being not having the uh, the training that a pastor would have, but yet it's those very people that are putting out the bad fruit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I wanted to maybe talk a little bit at the beginning here how you got into this and what it is. What was it that led you to this ministry? Well, you know, ultimately it was the Lord showing me that I needed some correction when I didn't even realize that I needed correction. Um, this is something that the Lord caused in my life um, because I had gotten misled by one of these false gospels, um, which. In the header of the Berean Library, there's a false gospel page, and I I list several of them there. Um, But um, in 2000, uh, my husband and I, we had gotten uh, moved um, and uh, transferred to to Texas, and we started to go to Ed Young Jr.'s church. Mm -hmm. And um, we actually were quite captivated by it, and uh, and just were really caught up into that whole seeker-sensitive... purpose-driven um, gospel that it was, uh, leaning toward prosperity, but, you know, of course, at the time, not discerning that. 
um, just finding the church to be very exciting, very comfortable, very appealing. You know, they serve Starbucks coffee and, <laughs> and uh, Krispy Kreme donuts there, and oh. great child care. So, you know, who wouldn't love that, right? <laughs> um, you know, and he, and he, uh, he appeared to be teaching uh, the Bible, you know, lots mm-hmm. of biblical terminology, um, you know, people getting baptized, uh, baby dedications going on, and, you know, it really seemed to be sound. And we were really excited about it, uh, totally uh, into that church and, and into the teaching there. And in fact, as we continue to get move across the country uh, with my husband's job, we, we tried to keep up with Fellowship Church, and um, periodically we would even visit family down there and still, you know, still go visit the church. We were even still visiting the church um, last year, 2009. Um, so... It wasn't until um, November of last year. This, this was a real pivotal, um, real pivotal point here. I had somehow uh, on Facebook heard about some book called The Shack, mm-hmm. written by William P. Young, and I'm not sure what I was seeing, but I wrote this status. You know, what is the controversy about this book? Well, it turned into like a forty-something comment thread, and uh, people with. Uh, different perspectives on the book. Everybody was either for or against making comments. And and the people that were against it were putting these links on there. And, um, you know, I started to click on these links and trying to check this out and and um, really started investigating it. And, and I guess what I was doing was discerning something that was claiming to be Christian, mm-hmm. um, which I had never done that before as a Christian. Uh, um, I could understand um, things that were heretical, things that were false religions, you know, the Mormon religion, Jehovah Witnesses, uh, you know, having come out of Catholicism, understanding that and how we would uh, biblically refute those things. But never before had I ever biblically checked something out that was saying that it was Christian in the Church. Mm-hmm. Um so I guess that was the start of this, and it really, for two days, my head was spinning as I was looking at Dr. Michael Yusuf's, you know, 13 heresies about the shack. I didn't even <laughs> know what the word heresy was, <laughs> and, and, I, and I didn't know what the word doctrine was. Wow. Um, and, and I guess that's going to happen when you're going to a seeker-sensitive church, like, you know, fellowship church, like we were going at. I didn't even know what the word doctrine was. And you know? you've been a Christian for um, how long now? I, I have been a Christian for 20 years, and so at 19 years, um, that's when the Lord started showing me, you know, hey, you wow. know, I, I need to get you, you, you've been misled, and I need to get you out of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think about Matthew 24, 24, where Jesus says, you know, about these false Christs and false prophets, and, and they can deceive, they can mislead, if possible, even the elect. And that is what happened to me. I thought that while I was tuning into Joel Osteen or or Joyce Meyer on uh, you know Daystar or or reading the Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren, I, I thought I was doing the right things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was totally misled in reading the Jabez Prayer and you know uh, seeking this this kind of favor from God. And I don't know. I just I just I. I was into all the seeker-sensitive stuff and prosperity and, you know, God wants you to have a promotion kind of stuff, that I was missing out on sound doctrine. I was missing out on really, truly understanding the true gospel and being able to share that with someone else. 
I could not articulate or understand what that was. Um, so what has happened is, is the Lord corrected me when I didn't even realize I needed it. And, and he did this by his word, by leading of the Holy Spirit. He did this online because we have not been at a good church during this period mm-hmm. uh, of all this going on. So, so that's when I came across, you know, Grace to You with John MacArthur and Justin Peters. And I found Jan Markell, and I started to learn of the importance of Israel, um, which I had also never understood before in my Christian walk. Um, came across SO4J, and, you know, Martha, bless her heart, how she <laughs> reaches out to people individually through the SO4J, you know, fan page, and she'll try to answer questions. And, you know, I was one of those people asking questions, you know, like, well, what is it with Ed Young? What What is this? Is it just this contemporary entertainment thing? You know, and she really helped me understand this on Facebook, <laughs> you know, so, and, and I was slow to listen. I'm sorry, I was quick to listen and slow to speak. You know, I would ask some questions, and I would just let her answer them, and I would just kind of mull these things over and pray about them, and, Lord, you know, what is this? And, you know, he would, he would um, you know, lead and guide me in his word and um, through these true gospel ministries. And, um, uh, you know, just another phenomenal a sermon that helped me that, that I found through Grace to You Speaking Phil Johnson was his interview uh, with John MacArthur, and it's entitled in a, a, a Portrait of an Apostate. Mm. And I never heard of that word either. What's apostasy, you know? And and it, it clearly drew some lines about the faith and the perseverance of the saints and how we're to endure no matter what and, and how important sound doctrine is. There's that word again, you know, doctrine coming into the picture for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just was it was just critical in understanding what a true believer is and what an apostate is and what that means and how important it is for us to uh, you know John eight thirty one to abide in the teaching of Christ mm-hmm. and um, you know and to obey his commands Jesus said if you love me in John fourteen fifteen if you love me you'll obey my commands well how are we going to know what those are if we're not being like a good Berean and being a workman of God's Word, how are we going to know these commands? And it, it, the Lord was convicting me that I didn't know them, and I didn't know the true gospel like I should. I didn't know doctrine. And this flood of teaching and, and this excitement and this zeal, I mean, it just really took over my life. <laughs> and to try to maintain my you know stay-at-mom-home duties and, and everything that I needed to do as a mom and a wife at it was so hard to juggle, but the Lord got me through it, even with just recently having our, our fifth child and, and having a newborn. This uh, yeah, excitement I, I don't know how you do it. I, I really don't know how you do it. I'm a stay-at-home dad, and I got... Work, I tell you. Yeah, I'm a stay-at-home dad with two kids, and yeah. I I got... My hands are full, and I'm surprised I have time to do one podcast episode a month, and... It's just it's just an amazing thing, and I just have to testify to it being a work of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and being a person who needs a lot of sleep, typically, I have hardly slept in this past year because it's just been so exciting what's been going on, and, and, and my heart's desire is for the Lord to use this. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, please use this, you know, for your glory and for your namesake. Um, this is to edify your church, and, and what you've taught me and shown me, I want to share this with others mm-hmm. because... Lord, surely this is this is your work, and, and you're using it. He who began a good work, and you will complete it. So 
um, this is a part of Ephesians 2.10, these, these works that he has prepared for us in advance. And I just, I just know that this, this is his, his mm-hmm. work, and he's doing it in his timing. Um, like I said, I, I didn't even know I, I needed this correction, but, but praise God, by his grace, he gave it to me. So, so mm-hmm. here this, this stuff is uh, online, which I never saw myself ever doing at all. As you know, I am not a computer person. <laughs> um, I'm not a, really a book person either. Um, and so, But so I was right, though, when I told you, like, you, you were on Facebook, and I kept trying to tell you, you really need to get, like, a blog or something. You need something <laughs> to, to aggregate this stuff. You were concerned yeah. because you thought, well, you know, Facebook could shut you down at any time, and you've got all yeah, this work could, put into totally. it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You need your own website. You can put it up, and then you can link from that to Facebook so that people can find it. But yet Facebook, if right. you know, if they shut you down, all you lose is a bunch of links, not your life's work. And, right. Uh, but but I told you you could do it. It was you know once we got WordPress on there for you, it's simple software yeah. and uh, you did you did Andy. You were so encouraging and you were just you were my you were the instrument that got this thing going because I could not have done it without you and and so it, it just was such an answer to prayer and the timing and everything the way this came about. It's it's just well, it's really been my pleasure. It's all over this. Some of it was is. I have a tendency to volunteer things um, a little too hastily and um, to do things without thinking them through. And I'm glad I did. I certainly am glad that I did this with you because it's it's such a worthwhile ministry. But um, the way it started with me was I just thought, well, you know, uh, maybe she's not ready, but I'll just create a subdomain on Echo Zoe and give her a little bit of space and throw WordPress on there and just let her tinker around with it. And then... Mm-hmm. And then you know, go with it wherever you go, wherever you want to go with it. And before I knew it, you were hooked on it and decided this is definitely what I'm going to do. And uh, and and you've really done a great job with it. Oh well, well, thank you. You have been such a, an awesome encourager and supporter of this. Andy couldn't have done it um, at, at all without you. And so, uh, well, thank certainly you is, so much. <laughs> certainly was my pleasure, and, and all to the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Um, yeah, so, so you know, actually, the, I, I was just going to mention that, that the first Facebook group that I actually got started was in regards to Olive Tree Ministries and uh, in praying for Israel. Oh, wow. Um, so that was, that was the first one, and uh, I did that in January because that was just such a, a new teaching to me and what mm-hmm. was going on, and the Lord was showing me uh, the truth about that. And, and again, it was just wanting to share and get this online, do, do something with this online, um, Having been helped by online ministry so much myself, I just wanted to give that back, you know, and get that out there. And um, and then the next thing that came up as I continued to learn about the false teaching and how much I wanted to help people with that as well. And then a couple of months later, that's when it 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 just was uh, pressed upon my heart. You know, I've got to do something about this too. I have to say something about this as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's when. Right, identifying false teaching in Christian bookstores um, came about on Facebook. So, and here we are, you yeah. know, in December now. And um, so, I'm trying to get the work from the Facebook group, which is in the Photos tab, transferred over to the Brian Library. And and it, it really takes some time to do that. It may sound pretty simple, but actually, um, well, you're pretty thorough in that. that You've been very... Well, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be. Uh, but there's a lot more information that goes into it because mm-hmm. there's there's your taglining and uh, 
and then your categories and things. So, and and just really double checking because some of this information I I uploaded in you know March, April, May. So, you know, it's been a little while. That's back, one thing I kind of envied with on it. with your uh, with with the the help that I've been able to give you on WordPress and in that I've been able to give you a lot of the things that I've learned over the course of well, when was it I started at Gozilla? It was like October of 2003. So it was seven years ago that oh, wow. I started blogging and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I've learned a lot, not just on blogging, but specifically on WordPress and was able to pass that along. And so I'm kind of envious because you are starting off from the beginning with all the things that I would have liked to have done. Yes. Like the yes simple, see. simple things like tagging, you know, yes. and you've really yes. taken advantage of the tagging feature, which for the longest time I saw tag and I thought, wow, whatever. I, I don't know what that is. I don't really mm-hmm. care. And then once mm-hmm. I really learned what it was, I thought, well, this is really a powerful tool. You know, I, mm-hmm. I really wish I had taken advantage of this much earlier than I did. And, and you're doing a great right. job with that. Right. It's, uh, you know, and, and even, and even still, I could probably still do more tagging. I would imagine there's, there's probably even something that I'm forgetting or leaving out, but I, I definitely try to use that. And, and definitely per your recommendation, um, having learned that just with your experience with Echo Zoe. So, and, mm-hmm. and in particular with this ministry, because um, the true gospel is presented and um, likewise in opposition, the false gospels and, with these false gospels, what I'm seeing is is that they really overlap to one degree or another. Mm-hmm. Um, they're quite comfortable with each other, and they do borrow and, and take things uh, from one another, particularly um, the social gospel and, you know, New Age, uh, you know, mysticism. So, um, so we're going to see, um, with the tagging, some names overlapping, mm-hmm. um, you know, and... You could see, um, oh, just trying to think of. of well, let's just explain for a minute, just because uh, yeah. we're going to have a lot of people here that don't have the foggiest clue what we're talking about with tagging. <laughs> so uh, when when we're talking about tagging a blog post, is what it is is you mm-hmm. just take a, like a keyword and you'll it, there's just there's a spot where you can tag. You just say I want to put this keyword in, and mm-hmm. uh, it can mm-hmm. be a name. It can I mean anything. It can be any anything mm-hmm. at all. A name, a place, mm-hmm. a, just right. a word. You can, uh, an type idea. in contemplative prayer, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say it's so powerful is because you'll do a book, and um, for instance, uh, you'll take like um, you got a lot of emergent church stuff on there. Well, the emergent church is really good at uh, endorsing each other's books. Thanks. So you'll see uh, Leonard Sweet, for instance, and Brian McLaren, and they might endorse each other's books so when you go through and you're and you're writing all your tags on the, the Brian library for say uh, one of brian mclaren's books you can tag it with all the people that have endorsed that book uh, such as leonard sweet and, and i don't know i haven't i haven't been on your uh-huh. site uh-huh. recently enough to to see that that is the case that they actually are uh-huh. endorsing uh-huh. each other but just as an example right. so you can see yeah. these circles once you get, yes, the, right, well, exactly. as the library grows, yes. you can see the circles. Yes. Well, if I click on um, this person's name under the tag, and it'll be down at the bottom, it'll say tagged, you know, tags used in this post, and you, yes. you'll see um, all the names. You could click on the name, and then it'll bring up everything that's tagged with that guy's name. So it might not necessarily be a book he's written. It could be a book mm-hmm. he's endorsed. That's right. That's right. And hopefully people will catch on to that type of networking that's going on. Mm-hmm. 
with all these different false gospels. Yes. Like, like for instance, with the shack. You know, some, some endorsers there are Eugene Peterson and Michael W. Smith, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to catch that and, and to see who, who exactly is affiliated with this stuff. It's going to be interesting to me when you start really getting um, mm-hmm. your whole library moved over to the blog. Michael W. Smith is a guy who seems to, at least in my perception, he seems to endorse just about everything that comes across his desk. And, and I think what's going to happen once you start getting four, five, six hundred books put into your uh, your website, mm-hmm. you're going to get to the point where clicking on Michael W. Smith is going to bring up pretty much everything on the website. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yes, and, and you know I've also seen him endorsing the Ragamuffin Gospel uh, by Brandon Man- Manning. Mm-hmm. So that's that's another one. Um, and right, so as you start adding. Um, all these books and the tags start showing um, who's endorsing what. And uh, like I said, I, I might not have every name um, that, that's available, sure. but I certainly do try to find as many as I can um, mm-hmm. to see who's affiliating with these teachings. In addressing the false gospels, there are a number of them on the false gospels page. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say that in in light of those, and certainly those are not all of the false gospels, this is some, I mean, there sure. there are many, there are many. Um, this that is just the ones that you've could, gotten to so far. Right, right. And, um, you know, what I would say in this list is that there, we could just go off the top of this and say that there are maybe of the most widespread, we could focus in on four of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, for the most part, people are getting more and more familiar with the seeker-sensitive, purpose-driven, church growth, you know, high on entertainment, low on doctrine, false gospel, that Rick Warren of Saddleback Church is, is uh, a key player. Uh, also, Bill Hybels from mm-hmm. Willow Creek, a key player there. Well, those and, are the big uh, two. In the, in the Who's seeker, that? Those are the big two in the seeker movement. Is yeah, uh, big big two right there, and um, you know there there are several others and things to look for. And that would be these mega churches like you know Ed Young Jr. of Fellowship Church, and um, you know even Max Lucado, um, who has Randy Frazee uh, with him at Oak Hills Church in San Antonio, Texas. He's from Willow Creek, okay. and um, yeah, and 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 that church which has Church of Christ roots, is very much Mm -hmm. seeker-sensitive. Max Locato is also becoming a contemplative uh, proponent, and he's done work on the Be Still DVD with uh, um, Beth Moore, and uh, uh, Dallas Willard is also a part of that. And I'm trying to uh, remember if Richard Foster is in on that one, but, but again, it's teaching, you know, contemplative prayer practice. Um, and, you know, we could also uh, talk about word faith, prosperity gospel as being another one that is very widespread. And mm-hmm. and from what I hear... And that's from one that we've Peters, talked about on Echo Zoe a few times with, uh, right, with yes. Justin Peters. I mean, it, uh, it's mm-hmm. been on a couple times. And, uh, it is. Uh, from, from Justin's research, he has mentioned that word faith... Uh, prosperity gospel globally is like the face of Christianity, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially in especially Africa. Africa really yeah. taking hold there, yes, yes. And, uh, you know, some, some big names here, of course, you know, the TBN network with Paul and Jan Crouch, 
um, and um, the pastors, leaders, authors that are frequently there. Yes, Benny Hinn and Fred Price. Creflo Dollar. Lori Copeland. Yes, Creflo Dollar. um, Joyce um, Joyce Meyer, Meyer. often appearing on on other networks, and Joel Osteen, uh, uh, and some of the... the, um, proponents going back now um, from this generation, um, going back into the the 40s and 50s, E.W. Kenyon and uh, Mm -hmm. Kenneth Hagin. Also, um, besides uh, Justin Peters, who just does a phenomenal job with that, um, John MacArthur has addressed this in an interview with Phil Johnson called Toxic Television. It's a two-part series, and it's Mm -hmm. excellent. And he goes back into some some, um, uh, people, you know, longer back, um, older proponents. And, and Jackie Alnar, also I want to mention her, she has done a phenomenal job and has a DVD called The Lost Sign, uh, you know, okay. of the, the End Times. And uh, it's about also TBN. And she just has staggering um, footage on that DVD that's available on her website. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a hold of that through Martha Mack. Just unbelievable <laughs> what, what some of that stuff shows. And unfortunately with the... Uh... TBN, uh, they've got just enough good teaching on there that you can't just dismiss everything on there. Because I happen to know that, for instance, Ray Comfort has his show mm-hmm, on there. Exactly. Living Waters exactly. uh, TV show is yeah. on TBN. And I also know that yeah. Kirk Cameron, who is also mm-hmm. uh, a ministry partner of Ray Comfort, regularly mm-hmm. appears on uh, TBN. And right, He right. takes the opportunity he can to, to get the, the, the audience that he thinks needs to hear the gospel. And I commend mm-hmm. him for that, but it's just enough there that you can't write off everybody and everybody, everything you've ever seen on the, that network. But right, most of it is right. pretty bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I love Living Waters, too. And, and actually a sermon by Ray Comfort, um, True Conversion versus False Conversion, that I had heard um, you know, about a year ago was also very instrumental mm-hmm. in, in me understanding what those terms meant as well. Um, but, you know, and I think Don MacArthur addresses that without mentioning any names in the Toxic Television series about, you know, there there can be some true teaching on TBN, but then people are wondering what's the catch there. Even if they hear that, there, there's got to be some sort of catch here because in that there are so many of these other charlatans on there mm-hmm. um, that are, you know, adulterating the gospel. And so it's, it's, it's really difficult when you've got people on there like Paula White and Larry Huck who are saying Jesus is not the only begotten Son of God, mm-hmm. you, know? <laughs> you know, and then on the next half hour, you might, you might hear something soundly biblical by a true gospel ministry. So it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's needed, it's needed to be preached, but, you know, you've got to wonder what are people taking away from that? And I, I'm talking about somebody that is not a believer, and they come across this maybe in their hotel room, <laughs> oh, and, yeah, and they're it's... and they're wondering, you know, well, you know, from what I just saw in the past half hour, and now this, there's got to be some sort of catch here. So, you know, that's, you know, but but you know, maybe the Lord can use that though. It's, it's the skepticism. It's natural for those of us who were saved in, you know in their teen years or late or later on in adulthood that we, uh, we who didn't grow up in the church will um, naturally go through that phase where everything that purports to be Christian appears to be Christian. And you, and you really soak in a, a lot of that. You're, you're so on fire for the gospel and to soak in that, mm-hmm. uh, that truth mm-hmm. that, and you don't yet have the experience to tell you 
the truth from the air. Some of us, it, it takes a while to figure out uh, that that not everything that we're reading or everything we're watching on TV is is good, mm-hmm. and that some That's of it right. is is poisonous. And um, you know, right. I went through the same thing, and I've been a Christian for about eleven years now, mm-hmm. but it took me you know four, five, six years before I started figuring out that I couldn't just grab any old book that I saw at uh, the Christian bookstore and assume that mm-hmm. it's uh, solid stuff. That's right. And, you know, certainly a, a new convert um, who's been convicted and has been regenerated by the Holy Spirit is, is certainly zealous and uh, mm-hmm. certainly wanting to share their faith. They're excited. They're on fire for the Lord. And what a vulnerable prospect, you know, for the enemy um, to get false teaching to. And um, so in particular, it's, it's the young, you know, new Christians that are in the faith that, that I hope this website's going to help. Mm-hmm. Um, or even those who have been in the faith for a while, and they just still were clueless, like me for 19 years, still clueless and, and thinking that you're doing all the right things, you know, if... If they're in a seeker-sensitive church, or if they're in a word faith, you know, prosperity gospel church, um, you know, a- another big one, Andy, is is the emerging church, the mm-hmm. the emerging emergent church movement, which you've done some work and you've had some guests on, you know, Echo Zoe yeah, about that. We've talked about a few times. And... Right, you know, some some big names here are Brian McLaren. Um, he's probably the the first and and foremost. <laughs> Um, main proponent of that one. Rob Bell also um, mm-hmm. um, really influential. Doug Paget, yep. um, who's kind of up there in, in your neck of the woods, right? Yep, With, he's uh, in Minneapolis. Yep. yep. And, um, you know, Dan Kimball, he was also one that was getting this uh, this going, this movement going, and Mark Driscoll. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I want to say a couple of things about those two, is that they're that they're saying that they are orthodox and that they have an orthodox statement of faith. This has been something recent um, as well with Dan Kimball, and I do a blog on on this regarding Chris Rosebro of sure. Pirate Christian Radio having Dan Kimball on. Um, so there's some blogging on the Berean Library about that. Um, but, you know, we need to be so careful um, with these guys who've been affiliated with the emerging church, and then they're trying to pull away, and they're they're saying that, that they are separated, but yet we don't really hear any public exposure about that. Um, we don't hear any uh, mm-hmm. of them drawing these kind of lines and and saying that that they were deceived by that, or that they're repentant, and, and that they really want to publicly address it so that none in the body of Christ are being confused, um, that, mm-hmm. you know, that there's this clear distinction, and we're really not seeing that. Instead, we still hear, um, uh, like, a redefining of contemplative terms. We've seen Dan Kimball do this with uh, Lecto, Lectio Divina and, and uh, contemplative prayer, and, you know, they want to redefine these terms, and, you know, it that is just such a subtle way to introduce false teaching is, is trying to redefine terms, which the emerging church is so good at doing. And we have to remember that, you know, a term is a term. You know, what the dictionary calls, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, a term is we have to stick by that. We can't start changing the meaning of words. That's and, so um, common and just in such a wide variety of false teachings that, uh, mm-hmm, that the mm-hmm. terms are used that sound very orthodox to you and I, but... They have mm-hmm. completely different meanings to the people that are using them. And it's That's not right. just the emergent church. Uh, the Mormon church does it. 
Mm-hmm, uh, the mm-hmm. Catholic Church does it. Uh, yes, so that's a red flag. That's really something to be to be aware of when when we they want to start um, to make uh, you know different di- tr- terms mean different things. Like oh, all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's it's no longer having that traditional meaning, and so we're going to you know redefine it as something else. Which mm-hmm. you know, so um, you know we we see them doing that with. Uh, um, you know, statements of faith and and saying that they are clinging to a Christian orthodoxy. But, you know, we have to, again, be so careful with that, with uh, Dan Kimball and Mark Driscoll saying that, and we still have to watch what they're teaching and who they're endorsing and and what they're doing, because... You know, sometimes that's such a big thing. It's sometimes even what they're teaching will look good, but I think that key you hit on was who they're endorsing. Mm -hmm. A lot of times that will give away things that that the teaching... Because they're redefining words and they're, they're, mm-hmm. that you and I would consider to be orthodox, and they, they really sound orthodox to us, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of that, it's really hard to cut through that. But the, yeah. the, a lot of these guys, it, if you look at who they're endorsing, that's the thing that's going to give yeah. them away. It, it's big. It's really big. And, and when they um, you know, stand up and say, I'm no longer endorsing their work, mm-hmm. and, and make that a, a public you know, uh, confession for the church to hear so that there is no confusion. We understand where they stand then. Sure. You know, that certainly holds a lot of water, and it, and it makes a big difference. But, you know... Well, and that's I, a good point, too, that we have to give them room to do that, which we've experienced in our own Christian mm-hmm. walks, that, you know, sometimes we're taken in by this stuff, and we're going to endorse it because we thought that it was solid. But then as the Lord works in us, we realize that... It's not solid. It's bad. It's, we right. need to get away from it, and we got to give them the same grace that, that God gives us, and, and understanding right. that, that um, right. they can repent of it, they can turn from it, they can renounce That's what right. they've done in the past. But it's okay. important that they do that, and, and until mm-hmm. they do do that, we have to be on our guard and, and understand. That's right. That if That's right. Very much so. First John four one testing all the spirits. Many false spirits have gone into the world, and mm-hmm. and we, we need to keep Second John 9 in mind as well. And, you know, that, that speaks of those who, who run ahead. They go too far. You know, some that may even start out really sound, and then their teaching starts to become a little different, and, and it becomes different very subtly. And then, you know, before you know it, it's, you know, it gets, it gets more and more rank and away from, you know, the essentials of the faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just, just on, um, you know, guys like Dan Kimball and Mark Driscoll, um, we have to con- consistently see that they are teaching, that they are exhorting um, the body to remain in that teaching that was delivered once for all to the saints, mm-hmm. um, that, that they're consistently staying in that and distancing themselves, separating themselves from any who do not. And we just don't see that with either one of those guys. Sure. Also, some others there are Erwin McManus and Tony Jones, who is huge on attracting the youth um, with his books like Soul Shaper. Um, they are teaching contemplative prayer to the youth, and he's one of the guys that's doing it. And then Leonard Sweet has been around a while, and, and he's uh, very much associated with Rick Warren, um, Rick Warren is also a proponent of this, and Richard hmm. Foster and Dallas. Well, there's where you go right back to what you were saying earlier that yeah, these guys uh-huh. uh, they they kind of cross over into each other's territory. They do. And, they and there you go. Do. You got Rick Warren as the seeker sensitive guy, and and uh, mm-hmm. Leonard Sweet being emergent. And mm-hmm. there's a, mm-hmm. a great example of that which you had described earlier. 
it's um, you know, and something that we're going to see working its way through all of them is mysticism, mm-hmm. uh, and um, you know that's teaching that uh, you know Christian yoga techniques and Christian prayer labyrinths and Christian prayer candles and you know repeating scripture a line of scripture um, whether they're saying it's for mantra or not. The, the the way we are to to read the scripture is to keep it within its text, to keep the passage within its text. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when we think about Psalm 23, and, you know, it starts off, you know, the, the Lord is my shepherd, there's, some, there's nothing I shall want. You know, he leads me beside quiet waters, you know, and, and green pastures, and, you know, we, we, we need to keep going. Mm-hmm. We need to keep going in that. We need to see that how we're going to come across persecution and trial. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You know, that he prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. You know, we, we need to keep the, the Scripture in its text as a whole. And um, so I really don't agree with Dan Kimball when he says that, you know, repeating just a line of Scripture is okay to calm down. Mm-hmm. Really, the essence of that is New Age teaching. And he talked about that in his interview with, uh, with Chris Roseborough, and, and I blog about that. And, and, and I think that's just very subtly introducing it. You know, that's how they creep in unaware. It just comes in so subtly. Um, that, oh, if I start it that way, well, you know, that's going to open the door for it to become more of a transcendental, you know, meditation, Lectio Divino, for what mm-hmm. that truly means, um, which is all about Eastern mysticism. So, you know, but you know I, I wish I we had about, time to, to, mm-hmm. to dig into a lot of this stuff because we really can unpack so much of what you've just been talking about with the different forms of mysticism <laughs> and the Christian yoga and the contemplative prayer. Yeah. I mean, we're talking, and I apologize to people that are listening to this, who would like to little more? I, I just wish that we had time to, to d- dig into those, and maybe in right. future episodes I can find a guest right. who can dig into just we can just talk mm-hmm. an hour about contemplative prayer and why it's bad, or or Christian yoga or, or whatnot. But so I apologize to people listening that we can't dig into it, but uh, maybe a good reason to check out uh, Carla's site, and you've got a lot of that stuff there, and and uh, I think really the one of the biggest things with your site is not just the material you have, but the links you have to others that have uh, mm-hmm, so much mm-hmm. more material. Right. So That's you don't right. just leave people hanging. You, you give them, if, right. if, you, if you don't have time to describe something, you're quick to put on a link and say, uh, go here and check it out. Right, right. I, I hope that just the overall um, information that is there, that, that they're going to start to learn to identify what is true and what is error, who the true gospel ministries are, um, who to trust, and, you know, start being like a good Berean and um, mm-hmm. discerning things with the Scripture in light of Scripture. And, and uh, yeah, certainly these topics, uh, you know, like you said, Andy, we could just talk about mysticism for the whole hour, and and um, it's it's um, hard to try to tackle on all these different false gospels. Mm-hmm. and. So just kind of bits and pieces there um, about them. But, you know, I would, just in closing, um, one that I don't think is catching on as far as people understanding what's wrong with it is the new apostolic reformation movement, um, the dominion theology, the kingdom now, um, false gospel. And just and, just quickly, some, some names there. And, and this does go yeah, back. Yeah, please do. Um, it, it does go back to, uh, you know, the Kansas City prophets and possibly even before that. But a big proponent here, C. Peter Wagner, 
um, is, uh, is teaching Dominion theology. And, and basically what the essence of that is, is that they believe that the true church, that true believers are this elite group that's going to retake control of the earth, which was, you know, lost to Satan, who's mm-hmm. actually the one that's in control now and that God is not in control. And um, so they are, uh, with any type of resources, uh, te- technological or social or, or even militant, you know, governmental-type resources, they believe that they're going to be the ones um, to retake the earth and uh, to give it back to Jesus, and that Jesus actually cannot accomplish this, but that they can. Um, so um, people here, like I said, see Peter Wagner and, and Paul Kane and, and Dutch uh, Sheets, um, Rodney Howard Brown uh, with Toronto Blessing, mm-hmm. and Mike Bickle of uh, International House of Prayer. A lot of youth um, being captivated by that one. And Rick Joyner, um, mm-hmm. who is writing books, uh, fiction books, like The Final Quest, about this type of scenario. Um, and uh, Stacy Campbell and Cindy Jacobs, a couple of there, and also Todd Bentley um, mm-hmm. and John Crowder, um, who are very There's a lot of overlap word, uh, with between the word new, faith and new apostolic yeah, right with the, with the word of faith. They're very comfortable mm-hmm, with each other, like the whole signs, miracle wonders, uh, modern prophecy type yep. things. These guys claim to be modern prophets and that they have new revelation, and uh, and that they're only privy to that. And uh, this is this one in particular is. Um, uh, they're all dangerous, but this one has this this militant type government, you know, global overtake <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of teaching going on there, and and it's really something to watch out for. And they are um, getting into politics. Um, someone here is uh, Chuck Norris of all people um, mm-hmm. that is getting into this patriotic uh, type sect of this, which. Um, uh, Discernment Ministries has done an excellent job with this. Sarah uh, Leslie um, has done some great research there, so I'd like to rec- recommend her on that. And um, and again, that that uh, link is in that left column um, that I list. Sure. So anyway, with that, well, that's, New Apostolic that's Reformation. Particularly say, mm-hmm. New Apostolic Reformation is something that I'm um, I'm somewhat familiar with, especially having done in two interviews with Justin Peters. He's kind of approached the subject a little bit. Uh, it, it's something that I definitely want to learn more about. There are a lot of people that I care deeply for that are, are uh, very much into this new apostolic reformation stuff. And uh-huh. um, of course, you know, when you got people that you care about that are into it, that's uh, kind of piques interest and it makes uh-huh. you want to learn more. That's something that I do want to address. I do eventually um, want to find a knowledgeable expert on on that to uh, okay. interview and to, to do a podcast on the New Apostolic Reformation. I, I uh, highly recommend uh, Sarah Leslie. Sarah <laughs> Leslie, okay. Yes, yeah, from it Discernment Ministries. Um, also, they do a, a blog, Hairscope um, okay. blog. So, um, yeah, she's she's done a lot of research in in that regard. Um, you know, a lot like our our brother Justin Peters has done with Word mm-hmm. Word Faith Prosperity Gospel. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I did want to, we've gone through a lot of names, uh, talking about Mm -hmm. a lot of different stuff in in the course of this uh, discussion. Uh, One that hasn't come up, but that we talked about a little bit in our pre-show that I wanted to talk a little bit about before we close is uh, Mm -hmm. Eric Eric Metaxas. And I have to admit that where I am in my walk, I I don't go into Christian bookstores. I mean, I don't even go in. 
Huh. Mm-hmm. I, I, I shouldn't say that. I, I might go in there to a Christian bookstore two, three times a year, and it's usually things like my wife wants one of those uh, daily calendars that has a Bible verse on it for Christmas, so I'll go in there <laughs> looking for one for her. Other than that, I just don't go into them, and uh, mm-hmm. partly because I started realizing how bad they were, and it almost makes me sick to go into a Christian bookstore, to be honest. I, you know, I'll go in just to see what the new releases are, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that I can I can be on top of what you know sure. what's coming out and and what they're feeding. You know, well, part um, of it also is that I'm a Kindle user, so I've gotten to the point now where I I don't need to go to any bookstores anymore. I just go onto the Kindle store and you know download the book that I want to read. So, but really, um, I, I've been so on guard about this stuff that I tend to just read uh, people who who others that I trust have recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I stick with names like R.C. Sproul and John MacArthur. And, and right, whatever, you know. right. Um, and, and if somebody, uh, you know, a pastor at our church recommends a book, you know, I'll put it on my reading list or whatnot. So what I'm getting at is I, I've never heard of Eric Metaxas. I don't know who he is or what he teaches. And so um, I, I wanted to talk to him about him just a little bit not only because mm-hmm. I don't know who he is, but because you've got an interesting story about Eric Metaxas. Mm-hmm. And, um... Right. Well, you know, um, having done the Facebook group and now getting a, an actual website going, the Berean Library, um, work that, you know, we're, we're trying to put out there for the Lord and to stand for His truth and to help others. Well, you know, in doing all this... Um, you know, where, where we live, we go to a Christian school, and um, there was a concern that came up for us, and uh, it, it was the school having Harry Potter, you know, in mm-hmm. the library for children, which, you know, Harry Potter isn't even sold at Christian bookstores, so why would this be, you know, on a Christian, you know, school campus in their library? So anyway, we addressed that, and, you know, they did remove the book from their library, um, not for the right reason and understanding that it was contrary to Scripture, but... You know, needless to say, they did remove it. But, um, you know, we had had plans on on moving because we want to be closer to our church. And, you know, until that all came together, we just continued, you know, to stay at the school Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just see how things go and and that sort of thing. Not to mention that, you know, tuitions were practically paid. So we're there, and um, things start to unravel. And uh, we start to see uh, the school promoting... Eric Metaxas, who I also was not familiar with, or Bonhoeffer, um, this autobiography that he writes about uh, supposed, you know, theologian during, you know, World War II, during the, the days of Hitler. Um, and so, you know, I, do, I start doing research about this, and um, so in doing research about this guy, and I go to his website because I had been communicating some, some concern with the headmaster, just kind of chatting back and forth in some email um, about Bonhoeffer, because I had um, another excellent ministry with Dr. Gary Gilley, mm-hmm. Southern View Chapel. He does excellent book reviews. I, I use a lot of those. Um, yeah, I did also, actually do an uh, interview with Gary Gilley. Yeah. Oh, yes, excellent. I bought a lot of his books when I was up at Twin City Fellowship. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, and anyway, also um, Ken Silva of Apprising Ministries just does great mm-hmm. research. So, you know, saw um, some some feedback from them on their websites and just kind of, you know, checking this out. And so I, I wrote the headmaster, you know, are you aware that, you know, Bonhoeffer is a liberal theologian and he's actually made a, her- a heretical quote, but... Um, 
not getting into too much um, with that, but just kind of going back and forth and, and the concern. And, you know, actually, Tim Keller had even come up in the conversation. And and what's happened was is I've, I've come to understand why some of this was coming out in the conversation from the headmaster because when I went to the Eric Metaxas website and watched his testimony, um, it was really bothersome. And he's he's highly affiliated with Tim Keller. I, I believe he goes to his church um, in Manhattan. And um, from what I understand, Eric Metaxas started a school, Geneva School of Manhattan, uh, was one of the founding families or contributing families. I, I'm not sure to what degree, but he does have a daughter that still attends his church. Uh, I, I'm sorry, who attends the school. So I would imagine that he's you know very much still involved with the school. Well, I understand that our school that our children are attending um, is modeled after the Geneva School of Manhattan. It's, it even has the same name, although it's called Geneva School of Bernie, and um, is very much um, of of the same uh, thought and model. And uh, they are promoting Eric Metaxas, and they're even going to have him as their keynote speaker at a conference that is coming up at the school free of charge um, this January 16th. Um, so it was really, you know, bothersome to me to see that the school was promoting this after I, I viewed his testimony, um, which in my opinion was not a biblical testimony of saving faith, um, and then to go on to promote Bonhoeffer, um, who has a, has a very heretical quote in one of his books that says that, you know, Christ is, uh, that denies the deity of Christ. Wow. Um, yeah, exactly. And no, I'm uh, only just vaguely familiar with Bonhoeffer, and only because I uh, got a chance to go over to, to Europe last May. And while I was in Berlin, I considered going to the uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer Museum uh, just because I had heard, okay, this guy was a Lutheran pastor who was uh, kind of like an Oscar Schindler type guy where he uh, was uh, helping out the Jews and um, ended up being uh, arrested and, and um, thrown into prison. I think he ended up dying, if I remember correctly, because he was helping out Jews during World War II. Uh, and that's pretty much the extent of what I know. I, you know, I know that he was a Lutheran, but I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, there are <laughs> well, Lutherans are about as wide as the spectrum gets. You can get some very, mm-hmm. very liberal ones and some very, very conservative ones, so... Um, mm-hmm. I can't can't judge the guy just based on being a Lutheran, and mm-hmm. in Germany, half the population's Lutheran. Right. Well, the 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 reason for his death was political reasons. It's not that mm-hmm. he died a martyr, you know, for the true gospel. Certainly, um, in his book, I believe it was Cost of Discipleship, of um, where, where that heretical quote was found. Um, you know, so it, you know, from one of his own books. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot to be said for that, and 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 a lot to um, to be in caution about. Um, and and for me, it really goes back to Eric's testimony. Um, it doesn't promote the true gospel. In fact, he never even mentions the word gospel or even repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, what you hear is his Yale education. You know, young Carl Jung, New Age, even New Age terminology. 
you know, cosmic energy force, um, collective unconsciousness, which is Jungian teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, These are the kind of things we're hearing in his testimony. Um, You know, he's endorsed by Mormon Glenn Beck and uh, by Rick Warren. Um, Glenn Beck even interviewed Eric and and, uh, was very favorable of him and of Bonhoeffer. So, you know, to me, those are just indicators, you know, to beware. I mean, this is... Bonhoeffer was not a sound theologian. He was a liberal theologian at best. Mm -hmm. And, um, again, had made a heretical quote about the deity of Christ. So, you know, this is um, when we talk about circles, as as we were earlier, and who's endorsing who, you know, here we see Rick Warren, you know, endorsing Eric Metaxas. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that that to me is, is a red flag. Certainly. And, um, you know, so I, I just want to encourage um, people to be like a good Berean, mm-hmm. um, hopefully helping um, people to identify it, um, not in any way, shape, or form trying to take the place of doing the work for others, but to definitely help them and to encourage them and, and to get them to start seeing um, these these patterns and these links and these things that are going on with the false gospels. You know, Andy, we had talked before about when you know the true gospel, up, down, front, back, you know, mm-hmm. every bit of it to a T, when you understand what the authentic true gospel is, it's so easy to begin identifying its counterfeits. And, you know, back to the beginning of what the Lord had shown me, is that I really did not understand the true gospel, and I could not articulate it um, uh, before, you know, this work of the Lord in my life. And now that He has taught me and shown me by His Word and leading of the Holy Spirit, um, and true other true gospel ministries, I can now start to identify what the false gospels are. And I just want to encourage my, my brethren to do the same, um, because Jesus said in Matthew 24, 4, do not be misled. And so any time that we get misled, we're actually sinning against the Lord. Um, and, and that's something that we need to repent of and, and ask the Lord to help us to be like a good Berean and to start being a good workman of the gospel, and to start sharing the gospel faithfully as we should. This is the fruitfulness that we need to have as, as believers. And and um, what was so convicting to me is that during that time that I was misled and I thought I was on the right track, I really was wasting time. And, you know, that's something that um, is, is quite possible for a believer, to waste mm-hmm. time and to be misled, it's it's possible, but but praise God, He He corrects us, and He works all things uh, to the good for those who love Him and who are called according to His purpose. And uh, I'm so thankful that He did that in my life, and it's it's been by His grace. And um, I, I pray that for others, just as I was misled and I was out there in, in a wrong, dangerous gospel. I know that there are other believers that are as well, and so my heart just longs to help them um, so that they're not wasting time, so that they're not being misled, because we can certainly, you know, lose rewards at the Bema Seat of Christ over this. And um, not that we can lose our salvation, but we can definitely lose rewards. And I just want to encourage my brethren Mm -hmm. um, to be mindful of that, um, that we will face our Lord, and, um, you know, that that day is coming. And if I can just read from... um, Ephesians 
uh, 5 regarding that, 15 and 17. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. You know, when I came across that and I read that, Andy, I, I just was so convicted of of the time that I had wasted. And I, and I can't get that back, but, you know, hopefully the Lord is um, going to use this ministry now and, you know, just to help others and um, help others uh, realize that biblical discernment is so important. And much of it has to be done um, in our own study time because um, at, at the churches nowadays, it, it's really hard to find a good church that's preaching the full counsel of God. Um, and to receive that good, sound teaching from uh, leadership, from an eldership team of, of a church. So we really individually, I just want to stress that, individually we need to be taking that time to um, be in the Word of God and, and for Him to be teaching us what the sound doctrine is so that we're not going to get misled. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much, Carla. It's been uh, been such a, a pleasure to, to discuss this issue and uh, to get it out for the listeners and um, I thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, it's a, late on a Tuesday night, kind of atypical for me to do a podcast, first of all, during the week, but late at night. And uh, so I, th- I thank you for staying up late with me and, and getting oh. it done. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Andy. <laughs> it's It's been awesome. It's It's been an amazing opportunity. And, you know, all, all glory to God and all Absolutely. praise to him. Absolutely. And so the site is thebereanlibrary.com. And, of course, there will be a link to that in the show notes for this episode. And uh, one of the things that I'm doing, uh, kind of having some fun with the uh, the site and the podcast, um, hoping to take things up a level. Uh, as you know, Carla, I just got my hands on some new uh, equipment for the podcast, new mixer, uh, some other stuff. And I'm uh, expecting with Christmas coming up soon, my wife is got me some some goodies that'll also help out with the podcast and uh, and then uh, one of the things I've done with the website is uh, getting into some some uh, more user-friendly links and so new to the site is if you want to see show notes for an episode of the podcast you can go to echozoe.com and then slash and then the number of the episodes so for episode one go to echozoe.com slash one or for this episode, uh, which is number 32, go to echozoe.com slash 32. And uh, in the show notes for this episode, we'll have the link to the Berean Library and a uh, description of the show, as well as some of the links that you've mentioned. I'll make it a point to go through and look those up and get those added to the show notes. But uh, thanks again, Carla. Oh, thank you, Andy. That wraps up episode number 32. Thanks again for listening, and Lord willing, I'll be back in January for episode 33. Before we close, I have a few things I'd like to share. First of all, I want to give a huge thank you to last month's guest, Dr. James White. Not only did I enjoy and appreciate the interview, but I'm grateful to Dr. White for mentioning the interview on his blog and Facebook pages, creating a lot of exposure for the show. In fact, the response was overwhelming. The number of downloads for last month's episode came in at about 10 times the normal traffic levels that I'm used to seeing. If you discovered the show via Dr. White, thanks so much for coming back. I also wanted to share a little bit of my personal life with you, uh, largely to share some praise for what God has done for my family in the last few weeks. On Sunday, November 21st, 
just days before Thanksgiving. My three-year-old son suffered a seizure, and we had to rush him to the emergency room. When we got there and they got him stabilized, they did a CT scan, which is routine for first-time seizures, and which led to the discovery of a brain tumor. The news for my wife and I was just devastating. The Lord provided us with wonderful doctors, though, and by the following Wednesday, just days afterwards, which was the day before Thanksgiving, the tumor was surgically removed and our little guy was on the road to recovery. We were amazed by the overwhelming prayer support we received from friends, family, and even hundreds of strangers who had heard of our situation through word of mouth. We were also amazed by the very quick and substantial answer to prayer. Our son began recovering immediately after surgery and was able to come home the following Sunday, just a week after the initial seizure and the discovery of the tumor. He's doing extremely well now. The Lord has certainly blessed us with an amazing recovery. The tumor, as we found out, was a type 2 ependymoma, which is a low-grade malignant cancer. However, the doctors believe that his recovery is going well and that the tumor type and location don't give them any reason to believe that he will need any further treatment. He will not need chemotherapy nor radiation. If it comes back, which the doctors give a likelihood of about 15%, he will need uh, another surgery followed by proton radiation treatments. We are praying that doesn't happen, though, and extremely thankful that his situation isn't worse than it was. So a huge praise to the Lord and for what he's done in our family over the Thanksgiving holiday this year. For show notes on this episode, please check out echozoe.com slash 32. You'll find links to resources mentioned in the show, as well as highlights of what we discussed. You can also find the show on Facebook. The link to the show's page will be in the show notes, or you can also visit echozoe.com slash Facebook, which will forward you straight to that page. I also have a Twitter account. The username there is echozoe. The nature of my tweets is much more informal than the podcast, and I tend to share my thoughts on technology, politics, or anything else I might find interesting. That's twitter.com slash echozoe. Or, actually, echozoe.com slash twitter will get you to the same place. That link will also be in the show notes. Last of all is the email alerts. To get an email alerting you to new episodes as they are posted, sign up for the alerts. The link is also in the show notes. Thanks again, and Merry Christmas to uh, you all. Hope to see you back here again in the new year. Bye.